I'm Amarachi Crystal, and you're listening to Life by Amarachi Podcast, where I and my guests share our life experiences and inform you from an analytical and mental health perspective. Make sure you subscribe so you can stay up to date with new episodes I upload. Subscriptions are now on a monthly basis for as low as 99 cents per month to as high as $9.99 per month. Donations are also welcome through the support link on Linktree and Cash App. If you cannot financially support, share the podcast with your community to grow the podcast listenership. Don't forget to leave a comment or review and a voice message that can be highlighted on an episode. All subscriptions, donations, voice messages, and episode links will be in the show notes. Hello, hello. How are you guys feeling today? This is a special episode. Well, I'm feeling pretty okay. A little mad at some racial stuff that I just saw today that really triggered the hell out of me. I won't get into it. I try my best not to get into the topics of race on this podcast because it takes me out of my body when I'm just trying to focus on being at peace and just, (sighs) well, I'm just trying my best, guys. I will have an episode about race soon enough when I feel like I can compose myself well enough and articulate myself well enough. And hopefully I'll have a guest as well for that topic. And maybe we're just going to bitch as two Black people. Maybe. Maybe that's deserving. Because it angers me. It angers me to the utmost. But anyways, May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And I was lucky enough to be a part of Soul Tree Sisters Hangout. They do a hangout every Sunday night at 5 p.m. Pacific Time. That's 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And they asked me to be a part of their live this past Sunday to speak about mental health and creative expression. So I decided, you know what, why not just grab the audio of that live and post it on my podcast? My podcast generally is about mental health and dealing with everything that life has to offer. So the next segment you're going to hear is our live and I hope you enjoy. Hey, Sultry fam. Welcome back to our weekly Sultry Hangout. Happy May. And May is Mental Health Awareness Month. So today, our first Sunday of May, we're kicking it off with our special guest, Amarachi. And she'll be sharing um, with us, as well as Alyssa will be joining as well, to talk about um, creative expression and collective healing for mental health. Hello, hello. Hey. Hey everyone. I'm so excited to be (laughs) hanging out with Amarachi and Tony. We're going to try this multi-screen situation here. I'm very excited. And you know how we always start our Soul Tree Hangouts on Sundays. We want to know 
where you're tuning in from and what you are sipping on. So let us know in the chat. Like we want to do a check-in. How was your week? Yeah, all that good stuff. I got my, Tony will be so proud. I got my water filled up and because I emptied it, not because I didn't drink. Because <laughs> sometimes you be tricking me. Mm -hmm. So today I have water and I have tea, but I'm waiting for my tea to finish steeping. So I'll wait. That's nice. Nice, nice, nice. Yes. Yes. So let us know. And Amarachi, if you're in here, feel free to request to join at any time. This is our first time having multiple people um, in the live. So we're very excited for uh, this, this hangout. It's going to be the first yes. multi. Okay, I see her. I'll add her in now. Yay. I'm excited. Dun, dun, dun. Let's reveal what's gonna, what this going to look like. <laughs> But yes, May is Mental Health Awareness Day. <laughs> Look at us in our colorful backgrounds. We got blue, we got pink, we got tan in the house. <laughs> I know, I'm too many colors right now, which is so strange for me because I normally wear black. <laughs> <laughs> That's How funny because I normally wear black too and I'm wearing like this beige thing, so. Thank oh, you, this is cute beautiful, sweater. <laughs> nice. So how are you doing, Amarachi? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. A little, because I kind of, I, I worked late last night, and I kind of just hung out with friends in the park. So I'm a little bit, like, overstimulated right now. But I, I'm good, nonetheless. Yes. <laughs> I feel you. Hi, Ramel. Ramel's, like, inspiring me to get water. Yes, get some water and come back and join us for this, this hangout. Um, so I, I hear you, Amarachi, the social fatigue. It's like we're so used to being inside that going out, like, you know, somewhere is just, it's more, I feel you on yeah. that. Um, yeah. So let us know, like, where are you tuning in from, Amarachi? I'm in New York and like New York is partially open. I think they're officially going to open up in July, but a lot of people were out yesterday, which was so strange because I'm like, I haven't seen these this many people out like in New York for a while. But yeah, I'm in New York here in the East Coast. <laughs> yes. And what you what are you sipping on tonight? Today is I'm doing like a, I try um I like citrus IPAs, so I'm like you know, cup and one. Oh, that's a big one. Ooh, oh, I'm like, I'm to the rim. <laughs> oh, and you did, you don't have a lot of foam, so you a good pourer. You know how to pour that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> nice. That sounds yummy. Yeah. <laughs> Tony, where are you tuning in from? Yes, I'm in DC, so also on the East Coast. Hey. Yeah. hey. Um, but yeah, last night I also went out to eat uh, with some of my grad school friends who I haven't seen in like, well, some like over a year now and some a few months. And it was just so interesting to like interact with like a group of people <laughs> mm -hmm. and like just have dinner and stuff. We're like, oh, this is so weird. Um, so it was nice, but also it was like interesting to see people on the streets or like basically in DC, it seems like almost every restaurant has like an outdoor space now. So it, it mm -hmm. just, the streets just seem very populated because like there's either outdoor seating or people walking around. So yeah, it was interesting. Um, cause for the most of the pandemic, I just stay inside. So <laughs> I was like, oh, we're yeah. <laughs> So let us know in the chat where you're tuning in from. I'm tuning in from San Diego. So it's 5 p.m. for me over here. 
it's a little early happy hour for your girl over here. <laughs> I'm actually tonight at 8 p.m. going to be going to a dance show, which is pretty late for me. But so pray for me, y'all. I'm going to, you know, drink a coffee on the way down so I can just uh, stay up. <laughs> And then I got my second vaccine today. So I feel okay so far, but we'll see how it progresses. <laughs> I'm getting my second one on Wednesday. So I'm like mentally preparing myself for all the fevers and stuff that everyone keeps mm -hmm. talking about. But I'm like, let's get it done. I'm, yeah. I'm tired of being paranoid about yeah. this virus. <laughs> yes, so no, for sure. I'm I'm double vaccinated. Your girl is, I, I my last dose I did, uh, April 5th I just remembered today mm -hmm. did a little check-in so yeah it's been a good amount for me so um mm -hmm. my experience was just a slight headache and mm -hmm. tired and I drank some water so but everybody's different so I definitely plan to have I took the next day off and I'm glad mm -hmm. I did because it gave me time to really um just create space and that's what we're going to be that's why I'm it's going to be nice to talk about that today is like you know our mental health and collective healing and part mm -hmm. of the way I prepared myself for these vaccinations was creating space in order for me to be able to respond um to what my body needs versus mm -hmm. mentally pushing myself through something that I knew I just had to sit down and take a beat <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes I agree yes. I, I sort of um scheduled mine the same i'm off um thursday mornings so i'm like let me do it wednesday thursday morning well now my schedule is more freer on thursdays so i'm like let me schedule it so where i at least have three days before i need to go back to work on monday because um me and i'm a child i'm in child care so taking care of a kid i have to yeah. be energized and alert <laughs> and i don't want to be droopy because of this you know the vaccine either Yes, exactly. Hi, Jessica. Jessica says hi to all of us. Hi. She's one of our Soul Tree sisters. She's a part of our Soul Tree sanctuary. So yeah, now that we've gotten our, our check-ins with each other, um, I want to start off by giving you space, Amarachi, to introduce yourself to the Soul Tree community. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your passions. Um, so Amarachi is my name, Amarachi Crystal, I normally go by, um, most people might know me by Crystal Amarachi, because, you know, school and, like, informal letters and stuff, but I'm an artist, a visual artist, I do graphic collages, I also paint, um, I'm trying to own the fact that I am a writer, because I do write poetry, and I've written, like, two, yeah, just about two short stories, not published, but, um, yes. <laughs> so, Either. Yes, yes. I, and I'm, of course, brainstorming like a children's book in the back of my mind, but I haven't gotten to it. But yeah, my passions are just self-expression and self-awareness. Like, just I love seeing people be in their authentic skin and not ashamed of anything and not pressured by society. But self-expression, which is in a creative form, as much as I'm an art, as much as I am an artist, I'm also an art connoisseur. I love music. I love dance. I love all anything that has to do with being a, a creative in general. But that's like my passion. <laughs> yes, yes. I love how you're you you're so multifaceted. Faceted. Um, um, Amarachi, we met her through. Uh, Creative Woman Build, which is uh, a, a group for Black women creative entrepreneurs mm -hmm. led by uh, our friend Jasmine. And like, 
Uh, so me joining in uh, last year, Amarachi is my buddy. I know. Yes. And so I had the pleasure of getting to know uh, Amarachi on a personal level. We were accountability partners. Mm -hmm. And I just remember when she was like, I do this, I do this. I was like, dang, dang, dang. I was like, right. And I was like, dang, she does so much. And I was just inspired because, and I'm glad that Jasmine put us together because Tony was like, you do a lot too. But I had not, mm -hmm. I wasn't, until I had a mirror, AKA you in front of me, I was like, I was able to embrace that part of myself. So mm -hmm. definitely shout out to you for that. But I want to follow up that question of your beautiful intro telling us like who you are and what you're passionate about. Like, what would, if you could remember, what was your first introduction to creative expression um, mm. or art? I, I, for some, I think ever since I was little, ever since I could hold a pen or pencil, I was always like the doodler. And I, I like, I think back now, I'm like, I was, I used to carry like pieces of paper in my Bible going to church just so, because I know I would always be so bored in church. So I just <laughs> like, like, draw and keep myself entertained because. And and drawing from like I never really remembered myself drawing like stick figures. It was always like like two D sort of um, pictures of like girls with like with flipped hair and skirts and all of that. So ever since I was a, a little kid, pretty much, and I sort of took it a lot more seriously when I got to when I got the chance to pick my own high school, because uh, normally people you just thrown into a high school in your district. But I got a chance to actually pick my own high school. I went to a visual arts and design high school. So that just, they, they threw us into creating art. And so it's, it's been my my thing since I can remember, really. I'm, I come from a very creative family, too. My mom is a seamstress, is a hairstylist. That's why I, I could do my <laughs> own hair. And I grew up doing hair with her and all that. And she's also, a, um, she's creative in that way. And my father is more like a... A, a, he's a talker he's like he, he was a pastor so you know he could hold a, a room's attention so I get it from them as well um I've never you know I think one one of my other brothers um he's also a creative so we're the two creatives in the family while everyone is a little bit more academic but I I felt more comfortable with it from high school on mm. um had, had a little you know I guess what is it like not midlife because I was in my twenties, <laughs> but like to, to, the same with you, trying to feeling comfortable in pursuing psychology and art. I I always felt like I had to choose one or the other, not knowing that I could blend the both the two together and like make something of it, which I'm trying to do now in my thirties. <laughs> yeah, makes sense why you brought that uh, piece of paper and that Bible because your dad was a pastor. Mm -hmm. You were there <laughs> every day, all day. Yes. So. If we stayed in church for a long time, we always had like a break to eat and all that. But I, I, I was like, this is nice information, but I'm bored. I need to do something with my hands. I need to, yeah, because you, you know, didn't go to school. If I didn't have paper, I would draw in the Bible. So a lot of my Bibles growing up has a lot of doodles. That's, <laughs> that's kind of nice, though. You know, some little illustrations. Mm. Um, Tony, how did you, you and Amarachi meet? Yes, so when I went to Brooklyn for the in-person uh, Create Your Own Roadmap workshop, um, me and Amrachi we were some of the attendees, and so we got to meet in person, so that yep. was really lovely. Um, and it was such a great experience because mm -hmm. it was like a more intimate event, which was really nice. Um, and all the other ladies, too, just getting to know what all of our businesses and our ideas were 
like actually that whole event, a lot of us were wellness focused, which yeah. was, I guess, kind of new for Jasmine because her clients weren't always in the wellness like niche before. And so mm -hmm. I remember like all of us, like the other Jasmine and um, everyone else too, we were like talking about our businesses and there was so much alignment that day. I remember like mm -hmm. us all feeling energized off of each one of us sharing what our ideas were because we'd be like oh wait this is a cool idea or oh you do that like oh ch check out this thing or oh let me connect you with this and i remember mm -hmm. uh, with amarachi she was talking about her uh, child care uh, services and program that she wanted uh, to create and i was like oh with soul tree sisters like we have events and the women that we um come that come to our events like often have kids and families and they always wonder like, okay, can I bring my kids with me or should I leave them at home? Do I need to get my own childcare? And so I was telling Amarachi that like, oh, I think this is a great actual like um, intersection of like having wellness events um, and then also incorporating the childcare in it. So then the kids have their own thing, but also the adults feel like free <laughs> to like yeah. do what they need to do too. So I thought it was like, amazing because I never knew knew anyone who did that aspect mm -hmm. of like childcare and wellness in one. Mm -hmm. Yeah and I, what I love so beautifully as we're saying like how both of us met Amarachi like through Creative Women Build and um, part of like you know the our celebration of Mental Health Awareness Month we titled it as Soul Tree Sisters Blooming Through Sisterhood. Mm -hmm. You know we're talking about that collective healing element and so for us like sultry sisters joining creative women build meeting you amarachi learning about your work that you do in arts and wellness um because we're an arts and wellness collective it was just nice to be aligned and in community with other women who are entrepreneurs and we all know that entrepreneurship journey is not the easiest no. so um, <laughs> when we talk about blooming through sisterhood we're yes we're talking about mental health we're also talking about like how collective healing plays a role in mental health. And that's why I want to segue now into my second question of you telling us a little bit more about the platforms you created for <laughs> us here on IG <laughs> and beyond. Um, I have my art um, page, which is like a home for all my artwork that I create and all my pieces, which also are, is tied into mental health in a, a little bit as well. Um, and then I have my podcast, which I just recently started, was it around last year I started, like, mm -hmm. towards the end of last year, and because one, the gift of gab from my father, <laughs> I'm like, I need to talk about these topics, and I've always talked about having a podcast, but of course, the inner fear is like, is anyone going to listen to my stuff? You know, so that I finally just bit the bullet last year and said, you know what, let me just create a podcast where I can speak about all the topics that I love, um, which some of them could be taboo and find a way to tie all of that into mental health because I started to see the correlation with um, experiences in life and these topics and even some topics that are not being are not socially accepted, how it's all tied into mental health. So my podcast is about that. It's called Life by Amarachi. And my art page is Art by Amarachi. Um, uh, yes. yes. <laughs> That's one of my artwork. And I do have merch that I sell with some of my art pieces on them, which is the tote bag. <laughs> Thank you, Alyssa. I had yeah. to. I had to. Um, 
Yeah, like I love your your platforms, like Art by Amarachi, of course. Like I had to get me a <laughs> canvas bag. And um, part of like a soul care for me is is rocking this bag. Like it brings me yeah. so much joy awesome. to rock this bag. And like that's, and it's like, you know, we talk about creative expression mm -hmm. as also playing a role in like, for me and my mental health. And so sometimes like, I just look at this bag, I put my things in it. I'm like, let me, let yeah. me go to work. <laughs> so it's like the little things. And so mm -hmm. um, in the chat, y'all share with us, like um, one thing that you bring with you that brings you joy. Let us know in uh, in the chat, but yeah, I, I love I love my little bag by you, and I love listening to your episodes. You yeah. have a very soothing voice, so very easy to listen to, um, and I love the topics that you cover. Um, it, it is healing in the sense of you're talking about things that can be taboo, and you're really shining light on it and normalizing that we are all experiencing different things, and you really open up to allow us to to start those conversations within ourselves and yeah. our communities yeah. exactly like it's just, like i said earlier my passion is um self-awareness so being that even even my I will probably get into this but my my own healing journey started with me like therapizing myself which is good and bad at the same time because i can be my own therapist for one but and the, what I learned from that experience was more self-awareness, learning who I am, learning the things that I like, being strong within my own conviction, you know? Um, and then, of course, I went into therapy, like, a couple of years ago. But, like, self-expression means that much to me because self-awareness, too. Well, self-awareness means that much to me um, that I, I needed to create this conversation because I'm like, one, I'm, I'm already having them with friends. Um, I'm already seeing a lot of, like, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Like, I don't think I listen to a lot of music anymore because podcasts have, like, taken over my life. <laughs> but, like, I listen to a lot of podcasts and I'm hearing all these conversations. And especially with my friend group as well, because we have these talks and we're all we're all really self-aware. Um, and I have another set of friend groups that are not that self-aware. So I'm like, let me create something for people who, because also because not they are self-aware but they're also ashamed of certain things that they like and certain things that they're into and I'm a kind of person I'm judgment-free really I mean come as you are I will only judge me judge someone if they intentionally try to hurt me but otherwise the way you live doesn't bother me so I, I want to normalize all of these parts of ourselves that we may you know be ashamed of because of society and its ridiculous rules and I'm an internal rebel anyway. Like, you can tell me not to do something. <laughs> like, why? So give me a good reason. I'll evaluate <laughs> it, whether or not I like it or not. But I will still do it because I learn best through experience. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> and something that that kind of brings up for me that I want to ask you, Amarachi, is like, because we talk about creative expression and you're an artist and Alyssa and I, we do creative expression in Sultry Sisters as well. Um, but then there's also the mental health aspect. So, um, cause I know a lot of times, sometimes on like Instagram or whatever, like we're a lot of people who are wellness advocates share like, you know, tools as in like creative expression as a way to express someone's like mental health. Uh, but mm. where do you see where then it's like, okay, you can use creative expression, but then also there's other resources like therapy and other things that are more, I guess, psychology based. Like mm -hmm. where is your distinction between like creative expression and then more of like therapy or psychology? 
um, but for me, with art, like I always said growing up, art was my therapy because every time I was in a dark space, every time I felt like I didn't have a safe space to speak to anyone, I relied on either writing poetry or just writing in general and creating something. Like I remember at a point in my life, me like early 20s, I had like, I felt like I, I, could, I couldn't physically speak to anyone. And I ended up creating a, a painting called Voice, which had, I wish I had it here, <laughs> but um, the painting was pretty much a, a, a profile that had zippers going along the mouth area. But it was a little bit, like you could, you could see it either as closing the zipper or opening the zipper because it was halfway um, opened. Um, so that piece, and like it was it, it was a part of a, um, a, a, a Three piece series of voice and rage because I always also felt rage in the moment too, being that I couldn't speak. Like I mean, I could physically speak, but I didn't have a person to go to to speak. So art sort of helped me through all of that to help me express those emotions that I have within me. Um, any form of creativity. I mean, you Alyssa, you know, as a dancer, you could take so much of your emotions into your art. It helps you heal in that form too. So that supported a lot of my mental health growing up. Obviously, I want I need a deeper work because even with creating these pieces and them being about anger, rage, and 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 you know weakness and all of this, I still wanted people to see it. I still wanted someone to talk to. Um, and writing poetry helped me in that aspect because then I could recite poetry to people. Um, I recited maybe twice in my lifetime in high school, obviously, but, um, and no, once also in, in, um, during the pandemic on a live. So I recited a few of my poetry too. And that, like when I did that, it made me feel so much better, like a weight lifted off of my chest because most of the topics that I, um, wrote in my poetry was about the angst of womanhood, <laughs> you know, the angst of being black as well and a black woman, um, so reciting that, especially during Pride Month and the celebration of Blackness too, and when you know all the stuff happened, um, the awakening, as I call it, the Civil Rights Awakening happened in 2020. Um, during Pride, I ended up reciting this one poem called um, "I'm Not That Black," you know, just speaking about all the black stereotypes that I don't fit into. And towards the end, it was like, I'm just human, just like you are, you know, just like treat me mm -hmm. as it. But yeah, creative expression absolutely helped me growing up with a lot of my mental health that I deal with, that, that I deal with on a personal level. Mm -hmm. If I didn't have that, I don't know where <laughs> I'd be right now. <laughs> I hear you. And I hear what I'm hearing is like art being therapy as like a vehicle to process. Yeah. Um, versus just focusing on like, I'm creating this from a, an abstract, like this is a process. And, you know, Tony and I, like what we do at Soul Tree Sisters is our goal when we do these creative expression workshops or activities, it is to offer an opportunity to process and uh, op mm -hmm. like offer art as a way to process. Mm -hmm. um, because sometimes it's hard, like you said, it's hard to talk about how you really feel like, it's easy like, okay, we're gonna go in a circle and I'll check in like, that's sometimes it's hard to be like how you really feel but it's like okay now we're gonna start the check-in by you know you can just journal and no one's gonna mm -hmm. see it then you can yeah. really say how you feel and then you can then choose to share so yeah. no definitely we hear you and as uh, sultry sisters we um 
we see that art and expression um, and collective healing as all vehicles to uh, of like tools to process mm -hmm. like because we're not therapists <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly and it is like especially um during the pandemic when i was hearing a lot more people getting into journaling getting into that i've been i've done it my entire life the same as like I said, ever since I could carry a pencil, I was writing and drawing. Like every photo that I drew, I had some kind of line or or sentence or a phrase that went with it to, ex to further explain what this means and what I feel. Um, and I I used to be the little girl that had diaries, <laughs> you know, all throughout my life. And I, even now, even now, I, I sometimes go back and read um, read my old like journal journal post like journal well post because I had live journal back then so I would go back and read journal posts in a sense to kind of get back to me as well when I feel in moments where I'm losing my identity or I'm stuck in some some mental trip I would you know read some read about me about what I like read about myself from like 2008 and relate and still relate to that person there and also see the growth that I've done throughout the years because I, I read a post of mine and I was like wow I, was back I had no pause back no one then. had to tell you you just read yourself yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like I I really did not care too much about the way I sounded but that was the work I had to also do. Um, now that I'm in therapy, one of my my goal is to to have self compassion a lot more, so that I could give it out to other people. So reading my old, like reading the way I used to think back then, and seeing the growth work that I've done until today, I'm that's also healing for me too. Yeah. You know, like I, I don't I don't I don't just write just to get it out. I have to read it's what I process. write. Process, yeah, to and truly do the internal processes. And I want to piggyback on that question, and maybe Tony, you have one too, but I want to say like, so we're talking about how creative expression and art has been a, a, a way for you to process your emotions and, and cope. Um, that's what mm -hmm. I'm hearing. Now, when did you shift from that being like for you to you saying, okay, I'm a wellness advocate. I like, I want to advocate for this process. Like what, can you kind of tell us a little bit more like when you had that shift? Yeah. When I took childcare very seriously, that's when I had that shift. And also doing my healing work, I healed a lot from um, a lot of my, my own childhood trauma, you know, and working with children and going into homes of families and seeing certain behaviors repeated that were traumatizing to me. I empathized with these kids to, to say, oh my God, I need to do more for them because we need to just like, and the cycle of the same, of course, you can't completely kill off trauma, but and the, 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 the cycle of trauma that stops us from being ourselves fully without shame. So I took it a lot more seriously and also reading back into, um, be like, be around the time I joined Creative Women Build, um, I was trying to figure out um, who I was because I kind of lost myself towards my, the end of the, like, end of my 20s and beginning of my 30s where I dreamed that I didn't really create anything. I didn't create art for maybe like five to seven years of my life in my 20s because I kind of, because of the trauma and the undealt trauma, I I just couldn't even write or, I mean, I could write 
journal journal wise, but I didn't create any personal work. Um, and then I, I got went into childcare, and I started to see some of the kids that I I take care of have not as rough, thank God, of a childhood that I had, but I could still see some of the um, behaviors in the parents of these children. That was the moment where I was I was like, you know what? Let me do more and and refocus myself into my career. And also I got tired of the way I was coping that wasn't so healthy um, in my early 30s. I, I got so exhausted of it. And I was like, I, and even relationships too were becoming repetitive. I started to date the same kind of person in, in a different form. And I'm like, if the common denominator is, is me, I need to do something about, about this whole thing. First for myself so that I could go back to the person I wanted to be at 15 because I wanted to... Um, I went to school for psychology and I wanted to be a counselor for children as well. You know, got lost in the midst of that after um, a big traumatic incident in my 20s. Um, but now I'm like, I'm back to that 15 year old me, which I needed to heal <laughs> in order to even get to that space to do the work that I'm doing now in childcare and bring in more of a mental health awareness to not only myself, but everyone around me. Um, which goes back to what I was speaking about, like self-compassion. Cause I'm like, if I didn't have compassion enough for myself to start therapy and start healing, I I, I don't think I would be here <laughs> to, to be able to give to everyone else. Yes. And yeah. we love to quote Angela Davis, like we got to take care of ourselves in order to, you know, change the, you know, create social change. I mean, I'm not, I'm butchering it. <laughs> uh, I'm not saying it in the right way. So eloquent as uh, the Angela Davis, but yes, I hear you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say is that, yes, I feel like self-compassion is so important. And I, I feel or hope that like within this last year that I feel like there has been a shift where more people are like really like, oh, it's kind of clicking, like, okay, I do need to work and heal myself because, like, there's just so much in the world and life happening that, like, to, like, equip yourself so then you can be prepared to heal that and not just keep walking around with all this baggage because, like, even me personally, like, last year I got back into therapy because of just the world <laughs> was, like, so much going on, and I was like, I just need to talk to someone, and it was helpful, and, yeah, I feel like a part of that is that um, understanding of self-compassion because uh, I feel like a lot of us also, like, women of color, Black women, we always want to help other people, like our family members, our sisters, our friends, kids, mm -hmm. you know, but we have to also pour into ourselves. So I think so much of what you're saying is, like, to make sure you're also pouring into yourself. So then mm -hmm. when you do your art or you do your work, whatever that is, that you're coming from, like, a healed healthy place and not kind of bringing that into what you're doing um and another thing that came up when you were uh sharing was um oh yeah the need for child like uh to already embed this understanding of mental health and its importance to young people and children because i'm like i just know as myself i'm like only 27 but i even think back and i'm like if i only knew this when i was like 15 if i only knew this when i was 10 you know like what no like what would i know better to like you know navigate situations differently um because i feel like 
many of us, it's like not until we're adults that we learn some of these tools and practices. That's yeah. <laughs> so like, oh, you can use this as kids. So I think that's awesome that you do that with younger people too. And also I feel like it validates because I think a lot of adults sometimes don't think that kids have like feelings or they have opinions or they have trauma, but you know, unfortunately they do, or fortunately, however you want to look at it. Yeah, and that's the biggest part for me too, because <laughs> as an empathetic person and also a person that holds onto my childhood so closely, um, I knew the way that I was being blocked as a child to express myself and I just didn't want and I and I knew the damage that it did as well in a lot of like it created a lot of roadblocks in my life um, I, I don't I, I just didn't have I, I didn't feel right if I didn't input to a, a way that children are being raised you know um, some people walk around with their trauma not knowing it at all either because they're like, this is, the, this is who I am. This is who yes, I am. Like, girl. Mm. I was like, you could be I, better than this. I hear you. And like, I want to also um, respond to both of y'all bringing up like children and mental health. And for me, I, I, you know, spent a good amount of my career teaching, you know, young, uh, young children and young adults to dance. Um teenagers, adolescents, and mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, people are like, you're so good with the kids, you're, you're so like, and it's because I empathize with being that age and not being heard yeah. in a dance class. Yeah. You know, my needs in a dance class as I grew up, like, I have some memories where like, wow, the teacher really didn't care about my feelings and how mm -hmm. the impact of what they were teaching me, like, still is on me. So. For me, like it's so it's so interesting. Like my, I would say my mental health journey also started when I started to work with children. Because I was like, hold on, wait a minute, I see these mirrors here. Yeah. Why am I feeling some type of way? These children mm -hmm. know some that I. It's just, and also seeing them just like being able to speak for themselves, like before they even before they even learn to not share how they felt. Yeah. To see a children truly be like, I'm tired. Mm -hmm. I gotta pee. Mm -hmm. This isn't cool. This sucks. Like I mm -hmm. <laughs> just. Mm -hmm. I was like, wow, how awesome is this? Just, just kind of be like, I'm not in the mood today. But like, you know what, Bobby? That's fine. Do you want to do, do sit down and clap to the beat? You can clap to the beat. The rest of us going to dance. And mm -hmm. so I would say that's when I didn't even think about that until you mentioned it. I was like, I think me too. Because yeah. it wasn't until my 20s where I started to reflect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, think, I think like part of like what all we have been sharing right now too is kind of all of these tools and sharing it in a new way to younger people, I feel like is hopefully breaking some of these generational, you know, curses and trauma of like, okay, if we can do it differently and teach people differently, even adults, like teach people like, okay, you don't have to act that way or you don't have to respond that way. Or mm -hmm. even you can take care of yourself and have a family or take care of yourself yeah. and work. Um, I think that is like, what's going on now as like older people is like um teaching younger people that we don't have to be like this yeah it's so important and, and i also feel like a lot of the times we always have the tools naturally as children you know and being that the childhood is not it's not appreciated as much as i feel like it should be <laughs> you know like when, when they say let kids like my, one of my favorite phrases is let children be children. <laughs> Just let them be that age. And, and even the kids I, I take care of, 
I always tell them, I was like, enjoy this age right now. Because when it leaves you, you may not remember it and you may be lost. So enjoy this moment in your life right now. Um, I feel like, because as, as, as the parents that I'm around, they're rushing their kids to grow up. Mm-hmm. They're rushing for them to understand and get it. And not, not seeing that they have a lot of control over even how the child is, around, is in, on, around the world, you know, is in their general life. Um, for me, like the, it, it started from there because I'm like, all right. One, these children are growing up, growing up in a time, especially now, where one, their social media and all these things, and and can which can also be a space for them to express themselves as well. They don't. I don't feel like they need to even have to do that in because they have their family unit, you know, and the trust within their family home to go back to, to be able to express themselves and not look for it outside, you know? And I, I, in my mind, I was like, that's, that's what I wish I had as a kid, you know? That safe space at home, in the house, mm-hmm. instead of going outside looking for it, yeah. you know? I mean, thank God for therapy, but if, even if I had a therapist at that age, I would have been a lot more, in a sense, stable in the way that I walked in on this, or mentally stable, because I was stable and like I'm a hard worker, so I'll always do my work. I was stable in that sense, but mentally I was shake, I was shaken. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I had a good sense of self, but I didn't have a good way of expressing that. I didn't have a positive way of expressing that either because of what I've seen growing up. Um, but I had the tools. I just didn't know how important I needed to continue to use the tools as I was growing up, like journaling, like you know, drawing and painting. Like when I told you guys, I lost that passion. I love, I lost that zeal to, to create um, from, I think it was 24 up until 31. I didn't really do any personal, like creative work. If I, if I couldn't, if I went back to the, my toolbox that I had as a kid, mm-hmm. like packing notebooks and mm-hmm. drawing everywhere, <laughs> you know, it's- packing paper and drawing everywhere. Mm-hmm. If I still kept that up as in my, yeah. in my young adult years, <laughs> I, I would have still been able to deal with my mental health a lot more healthier. Mm-hmm. And also I want to ask this question too, to the whole group of, you know, and also to those of you who are joining in live, like we're talking about, you know, we're, ta- we're, we're starting off mental health awareness month with, having Amarachi here with us during this uh, sultry hangout. And we want to ask, like, we want to just, you know, we always talk about sharing our definitions. Like, what does mental health mean to you? So we want to hear from you, Amarachi. When you think of being mentally healthy, Mm -hmm. what does that look like? What does that mean? What does that embody? What does that um, contain? Um, And then those of you joining in the chat, let us know, too, because I feel like when we're talking about mental health, uh, we want to also hone in on like what we mean by that. And I think just like we talk about soul care, it's all personal. So we'd love to kind of hear from you, Amarachi, when you think mm-hmm. of mental health, what does it look like? How does it, how has it, how does it show up for you in your life and, and all that? Um, to me, mental health, the word that comes in my mind every, every time I think about it is balance, having the balance of what's going on within you and being able to express it as equally externally, you know, having the balance of knowing how to, how you feel and how to communicate exactly how you feel. Um, Growing up, I feel like we've all learned passive aggression. (laughs) And I had a, I had a, a, uh, I, I, I didn't recognize how I was being passive aggressive. But doing therapy, I began to learn that 
because I don't like it in other people is a mirror to how I don't like it in myself. So let me be as authentic as possible with how I feel when I feel it and find voice to it to where I'm not coming off um, in a sense too aggressive. I didn't want to be passive and I also didn't want to be aggressive. So how can I softly express what I'm feeling, especially my softer feelings having the balance between those two is what I, what I define as being mentally healthy. Um, and it goes hand in hand with the self-compassion and, you know, self-tolerance and patience with yourself and all of these things and being a lot more self-aware to where you could express yourself, you know, soundly and other people could feel you instead of just seeing you with like you could, you could run around with anger but depending on how you express your anger you'll either be ignored or hurt and for me I wanted to be hurt <laughs> so I'm like how can I express this anger <laughs> and still be heard by other people because the way that I was doing it I wasn't being heard I was being seen oh she's angry but I wasn't being heard mm -hmm. wow. yeah I love that. How about you, Tony? Yeah, when I think of mentally healthy, I think of like being at peace. Um, and for me, if anyone who knows me, like <laughs> to the outward eye, like it seems like I'm at peace a lot, but a lot of what I do with is like internalized. Um, so it's just like, for me over the years has been trying to find like, okay, what's that piece of like, cause okay, I have these different traumas or these different things that trigger me and make me think of different things that have happened. And like, okay, how can I make peace with that? And it wasn't really until like three years ago or something that I really had a realization like, okay, I need to do the work to actually like work through those things and not just around it. Cause like I was living life like seemingly fine, but I like underneath, like if I really were to probably have to sit down and think about like, how am I feeling? I wasn't okay. Um, and so it's like being at peace. Um, and then also like being mentally healthy for me is also um, being in a line or like doing things that are in alignment what with what like my purpose is and what I feel energized doing. So I can recognize when I'm not in a mentally healthy state is like when I stop doing the things I love doing. So if I'm not like reading my books that I love or if I'm not like dancing or uh, those kind of things are not going outside, it's usually cause it's like, oh, I'm like going through something or feeling a lot of things. And so for me, I think it also has been like important to recognize when I don't feel uh, mentally healthy so then I can you know figure out what I need to do to get back to that healthy point too mm -hmm. so I think that's that self-awareness of like knowing okay something's going on and then as I've gotten older I've been more I guess uh, communicative with people like okay no I'm going through something especially last year 2020 I was like okay on my page let me share a little bit more of like what I go through it's not super detailed but at least like i put it out there like hey i also experienced depression hey i experienced panic attacks i'm in therapy or this and that um so i feel like that also helped because i got uh some of my friends and people who follow me like received that well and i feel like then it kind of helps have that conversation and i think that's also healthy to me is like be able to have a conversation about it because like i had gone to therapy in high school but like i really didn't tell people about that uh, but this mm -hmm. time around like starting last year i was like no i want it to be normal like i don't want it to be like stigma where like i have to like not tell people why i can't meet up until like an hour later like i'm like no i'm like oh i went to therapy and blah 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 
So I think that's a part of it too, is like normalizing all of this. Like it's okay for us to be going through different phases in our life um, and that we're not alone too. Cause I feel like a lot of mm -hmm. what my struggles were in ours, I like sometimes feeling like, oh, am I the only one who's feeling mm -hmm. it? So yeah. Yes, yeah. And for me, like being, what mental health for me is um, being like just similar, being balanced, um, for me, mentally healthy means I'm able to not like be able to say how I really feel. You know, mm -hmm. I'm a very po I'm seen as a very positive person. And so in my experience, whenever I say like, if I my energy is low, or if I'm feeling down, like people's response is like, what's wrong with you? Why aren't you blah, blah, blah. And that really led to me being a toxic positive person to myself like I can't tell people how I really feel so me what mental health looks like for me like I need the space to say how I really feel mm -hmm. um and and asking being able to ask for that and not you know I I can't blame anybody for like saying that to me you know but um you know taking accountability for that myself and then also what it looks like for me like being able to be mental health healthy is having access to those coping, you know, resources. Like we talk about soul care. We talk about, you know, that's a big part of like what me and Tony and I'm, and like what you shared too, being like talking about collective healing, creative expression, like that is that access, like having access to people who think like me, people who give me space to, to creatively express, to say how I really feel and, to build relate healthy relationships. Like part of my mental health is also being in community with people who are also taking responsibility yeah. for their mental health. And that's where I'm at in my journey. It's like, I know that there's work to be done on myself, but I'm not gonna wait to just also do work myself. I'm also looking around like, are you doing work? Are you doing work? Are we all? And so that's why, you know, I'm really excited to like, be in community with y'all like having art by amarachi having you know life by amarachi having sultry sisters these are all three spaces where you know mental health is a part of our value system it's how we create it's how we curate and um i'm grateful for it so being ment mental health is what we're doing right now talking about it and, and and just creating a community where we are all taking that responsibility yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. or giving that support to people who might not be you know making it accessible yeah. um you know because you yeah. know with sultry sisters we say you know live vibrant shine bright and earlier amarachi you shared like you know some people might not be in that part of their journey and the best thing that we can do is just live vibrant and shine bright yeah. and someone's gonna be like <laughs> why is she glowing wow she expressed you know, she expressed that, you know, what Tony was saying, like, oh, I'm in therapy. Like, oh, wow, what is, that's mm -hmm. why you glowed up. Oh, I yeah. just, you know, I just took a nap. Oh, so these, all these things. And, and what I take from this is like seeing y'all like live vibrant and shine bright. Literally, y'all have to, y'all have to tell me, do this now. I'm just, I'm watching and taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think also like a part of, like just the mental health journey is also knowing that it's a journey that 
Like there'll be times when you're like, oh yeah, this is so great. Like for me in my thirties, like, oh yeah, sometimes I'm like, oh, this is great. Like all the different soul care things I've done or therapy or whatever, journaling is working. And then there's other times that I'll come back around and be like, why am I still going through the same thing? Yeah. But, so it's just also like just knowing and like having that like compassion again with yourself to know that it's mm -hmm. okay to like sometimes still be working through similar or the same things that you worked we're trying to work on before like that's okay like because sometimes like I have to remind myself to not beat myself up to feeling like I need to be at some other destination <laughs> like it's fine I think that's also important to share with whoever's watching too like it's fine where you are like you don't have to be like where we are or you don't have to be wherever you think you need to be um like just you know kind of take it in um, and just do what you need to do to feel better um, especially for me, sometimes I have to think like just day to day, week by week, and then that's, yeah. <laughs> that's what we're doing. Yeah, and most of the time, like I'm, I, I've made it a a norm in my life to take things an hour at a time, <laughs> every hour. Because if if you could eval if you really sit with yourself for like I say on a day off, you could see how how fast your emotions change within the whole day. The day you woke up might not be the day. The, I mean the 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 way you feel when you you've woken up is not necessarily going to be how you go to sleep. Mm -hmm. So I've made it the, back to the self-awareness thing. I've made it a tool to say, okay, if I have a day off, let me just evaluate how I am throughout the whole day and see even when a, 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 a emotion, like a thought comes in my mind, I have to, now I'm better at it. Before I would be more reactionary <laughs> instead of really just sitting down with that feeling that I have right now and talking self self soothing and self talking and and going and using the tools that I have in my toolbox to kind of express what I'm feeling in the moment. Uh, back then, my unhealthy way of dealing with it is run, let's go. I don't want to feel like this right now. I'm gonna do something to change it. I'm gonna do something to like fix it. I don't like this feeling. It's coming in too fast. I'm gonna to try to distract my myself from really just sitting with the feeling. Um, so I take it an hour at a time. Even at work, I'm like, all right. I, will, I sometimes uh, like I'm, I'm taking care of a baby now, so it's a lot easier mm -hmm. for me to sit on my feelings because the baby doesn't really communicate with me in the way that <laughs> like. He understands me, but I don't understand him. Yeah. So I would sit with the baby and talk with the baby. You know, I was like, right now, ugh, that train ride was crazy. <laughs> and he was having a joy because he's just hearing someone's voice, you know? And I will, I will be able to just sit. If he's sleeping and taking a nap, I will just, I will stand in the kitchen and just say, how do I feel right now? How do I feel genuinely right now? You know, what's going on with me? Because I, I sometimes can feel myself trying to find something to do at work when there's not a lot to do at work because it's just a baby diapers wash bottles baby you know so i'll try to find something i was like no just sit and like really think about what's going on think about why you're having this rush of emotion right now that's coming in that's creating this anxiety for you so like part of the mental health journey is also to grab the emotion even before mm -hmm. it has an effect on your on your body and your your nervous system grab it first and you have to do that by just being still and just sitting with it sometimes mm -hmm. and thinking to yourself. So I, I like, I, I get the day to day thing, but I'm like, I will encourage people hour to hour self check. Oh, I <laughs> love that. Three that. hours that pass by of you doing a lot of work, just sit and just stare mm -hmm. <laughs> and just talk and evaluate what's going on mm -hmm. within you before you move to do something else. You know, so I've made it a point to do that. Even like being a part of New York City where it's like hustle and bustle, everyone has somewhere to go. 
I, I find myself walking super fast and I'm like, where am I going? Like, <laughs> I have nothing to do today. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just out here. Yes. Taking a minute on the walk and I'm like, let me just slow down. Yeah. There's no way to slow down yeah. and count my steps. Like literally I'll be like one, two, three. Mm-hmm. You know, count my steps. So I'm not just thrown into this reactive way of being. Yeah. You know? Because mm-hmm. everyone is reacting to something, but are not they are not centering into what we're even reacting mm-hmm. to. Yes. You, I don't. I've calmed down. Even as a kid, like going back to my healing, I had to heal a lot of my childhood stuff. Um, inner child healing, you know, I had to do a lot of that. So I had to see how I, I was thinking back to what kid I was in school. Mm-hmm. I took my time a lot growing up. If I got tired of being, I'm a, I have a big family, I'm one of seven kids. If I got tired of being in the living room with everyone, I would just get up and go. <laughs> and go into my room by myself and just draw <laughs> and do whatever. So I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I did. So I'm I'm going back into those ways I used to use to self-soothe when I got too overwhelmed or mm-hmm. too exhausted and everything. Like you know what? I could, I could, I have the power to leave <laughs> if this right now is not satisfying me at all. I could just get up and go. If someone wants to know what's going on, I'll say I'm just gonna go to my room and just relax, or I'll go to my room and draw. You know. But I went back into doing those things like slowing the pace for myself on a daily basis, you know, especially being part of a big city, you know, it's everything is so loud and fast out there. And I'm like, I don't have to be a part of that. I have a choice in that to make. And that's, that's, that's the mental health part of it. Like we have a choice in how we feel on a daily basis. We have a choice in how we cope with whatever's going on in our lives on a daily basis. Instead of reacting and just putting it out there, and making it someone else's issue. We, we have control over that. And self-control could go in the list of self-awareness and mm-hmm. self-compassion and all of these things. Yeah. No, I hear you. I like what, what the, 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 the tagline for what you beautifully just articulated is that mindfulness, it, wait, I lost my tagline, hold up. Yeah, like how, like the, the power, mindfulness is empowerment. Mm-hmm. Like being able to be mindful, be present. You named different things like listening to our body, pausing, checking in hour by hour um, to go um, uh, into another room. Those all makes me like, yeah, being mindful is an empowering thing. Like once we become mm-hmm. mindful of ourselves and that's going to be different. Like what, yeah. when I'm mindful to myself, what I'm going to need is going to look different from what Amaraji needs or Tony needs. So that's something we all also want to share with y'all here as we're like talking about mental health awareness is that, you know, you know, mindfulness is a great tool and that practice looks differently. So I want to like kind of also, you know, ask this question to all of us. If, you know, share, what are some different tools? I know we mentioned journaling, we talked about um, art, but what are some soul care practices um, or resources, mental health resources, actually, that we want to share with everyone that's here with us in this chat. One of my go-to, like, soul care and self-care is walking and talking. <laughs> like, I've made it this, I don't know where it started from. I think probably when I was younger and had one of those, I don't know if you remember Home Alone and that tape recorder that he had with the mic. I had one of those. I begged my father to get it for me for Christmas. Um, so I would just like, as a kid, I would, like when everyone is home, 
I'll go in the bathroom with a tape recorder and either talk to myself or or sing a song or whatever, or come up with like a tune or whatever. So I've made it a, a point in, in my um, soul care to whenever I'm out walking, uh, on my phone, I'll take my phone with me and I'll press the voice recorder and I'll just talk. And whatever comes out, I'll, I'll, let, I'll just, whatever comes out, comes out. But I will just talk and record myself. And I, I, it might already have had a name, but I call it audio journaling, you know? Even my therapist was like, damn it, I wish I had your, I was like, I could play something for you to listen to. But we use an app that I could journal and check in in the app for her to see. Um, um, but it doesn't have an audio part of it. So I told her, I was like, sometimes when I don't want to write, that's why, like, if I haven't used the app and I don't want to write, because I, I just want to just ugh, get it out really quickly. And writing sometimes feels too tedious for me to do and heavy sometimes too. Um, I'd rather just talk to a voice recorder, you know, and walking has always been a self-soothing thing for me as well. Like, even before we started, I was, I was feeling a little nervous. And I'm like, let me just go take a little walk. <laughs> and thank God I live by the park. So I just walked, uh, did a whole little circle by the park. And I came back and I felt a lot better. So that's one of my soul care tools. Um, as far as resources go, for me, I'm an advocate for mental uh, for um for therapy. <laughs> so I'm like going to psychology today, going to um go into uh, therapy for Black girls to find a therapist if you don't have one. There's a lot. Um, Open Path Collective is um like psychotherapy collective is what I use that does like sliding scale. Um. Uh, it, it gives you a list of therapists that take sliding scale. So depending if you can't afford it, because therapy can be very expensive. They take sliding scale from either zero to a hundred bucks or something a session. The least I paid was like $45 for a session. And it was a full hour session. Um, that uh, meditation is a huge, huge one for me. Like, like I said, sitting and staring, you don't even have to close your eyes to even meditate, but just sitting and just like, all right and like letting the thoughts roll in letting the emotions come in and then easily letting them out that is huge for me deep breathing is huge for me when I feel anxious and nervous deep breathing I take I do that just it's automatic now for me (laughs) because I'm so used to doing it so I those are my go-tos that I use but um YouTube is huge too there's a lot of people um who are because my like curating my social media has been a big thing for me too to to be able to take in mm. messages, <laughs> you know so I've curated my social media to where it's mainly either positive quotes or quotes are big for me positive quotes or just quotes that open me up to really think and refocus on my and self-check when I'm just lost mm-hmm. in thought so I use a lot of YouTube videos. I follow a lot of like psychotherapists in, um, on YouTube. There's one page called Psych2Go on YouTube that is more of a self-awareness and, um, page because they do a lot of those like illustrative videos to say, oh, you're em- empathic if you, and they will give you a list of different like mm-hmm. um, ways of knowing whether or not you're an empath. So that, that's a good tool that I use whenever I feel like, you know, I want to educate myself on things and also to say, okay, this is and also to know who I am 
like as a person like all right I relate so much more with this it has a name now I could put use that as part of my identity mm-hmm. and a part of my self-awareness to know how I could deal and it also gives you a tip on how to deal with overwhelm as a as an empathic human being you know but those are a few of the, the, yes. the that I'll I have to replay to. and look up all those uh handles and stuff like that <laughs> so I can check them out because you definitely yeah. just put me on some things I've never heard of before <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, so those are all great resources. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention before we end um, is when you talked about like stillness, like I think that's so important. Like I'm a person who I love being still. I love silence. <laughs> I love being by myself uh, and being by myself in stillness. And I find joy in that. Um, and I think with 2020, um, I felt that like it seems like a lot of people's commentary was that like the stillness that was like forced upon us was like uncomfortable for a lot of people and so it makes me think of you or saying like oh that's part of the healing and I'm like oh I think this is showing that the collective needs this healing um but I feel like a lot of people the collective is still running away from it because now that things are opening up they're like oh I just want to be back to my regular life but it's like Mm -hmm. did you heal this whole time or were you just like you know just idle (laughs) until Mm -hmm. life can go back to whatever it is um but yeah so I'm just like reflecting and wondering if people were able to find healing in the stillness in the stillness or if that was just you know not what they wanted at all Uh, but for me it was like a way to like really check in and be like okay no this is like how I'm feeling or like this is coming up for me um and addressing that so I think that's really important to um for everyone to hopefully find healing and stillness um whatever yes it's okay you don't have to you don't have to just jump off like everybody else it's okay (laughs) for you to ask our yes like for me I feel that way I definitely feel that you know because every time I talk to somebody so great now I can do all these things and I'm just like but I was I was I'm literally fine with what I'm wanting to do um so I thank you Tony for that reminder um because I'm definitely feeling that and I'm wondering why I feel agitated and I'm like mm-hmm. oh it's because this is an outside value that is like you know affecting me and I can I'm like I can separate myself from that outside value like that might be their truth my truth is I'm still cool living my life with some distance meaning yeah. space like it's not even distance it's like I want to can I want to keep the space I've created for mm-hmm. myself to have time to tend to my needs, listen and pause because the outside voices. And that's something like my mental health awareness, like with Sultry Sisters has had an evolution and 2020 Mm -hmm. just revved it up for me. And then like hearing both of y'all, like my Sultry Sisters talking about talk therapy, your girl's a talker. And (laughs) I have yet to go to individual talk therapy. Now I know how to talk therapy myself. I know about the audio. I know about the sing say, all Mm -hmm. of that. So I just continue to be inspired by you women. I continue to be inspired by our communities. And what I hope with, you know, Sultry Sisters and Life Amarachi, like how we are centering our platforms on mental um, health and and wellness um, and art and creative expression, collective healing, is that we, um, in, in, in us living vibrant and shining bright in our lives, that we continue to inspire others to start their journey, affirm them, and the journeys that they're on and and also we're open to receiving um 
you know, more knowledge of other things. Like we're, this is a journey, you know, we're all here, like as facilitate, we're all like leaders and facilitators. And part of, for me, when I think about myself as a leader in arts and wellness is putting um, our needs at the forefront. So we're able to sustain ourselves mm -hmm. and that our mental health really does impact, you know, what we, what we do. And, and I want to keep doing this. So I really uh, appreciate you know this space and I these are like everything y'all ladies shared were like reminded like oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah so conversation is where a lot of change starts you know we're planting those seeds so if you are listening to this live later on um please comment let us know make sure to follow life by amarachi her podcast is lit um make sure to check out her artwork you know, get yourself a canvas bag. She has other styles on there too. Um, and we're really all about here on Sultry Sisters, like uplifting each other, you know, blooming through sisterhood, blooming, blooming through. We got some balanced brothers up in the live. We're just uh, here to collectively heal. So sharing resources and all that. That's, that's my spiel for the end. <laughs> but yes, thank you, Amrachi, for joining us. This is such a great way to kick off mental health awareness month um so yeah definitely keep keep up with amrachi by following her on all of her platforms um but also check out um our ig lives um throughout this month uh we'll be you know sharing the different things that we do uh for our mental health and then you can also look at our IGTV, everyone who's watching and look at the past ones from last year and previously um because there's some great conversations there too um but thank you so much oh yes I, yes thank you so much and also just one more mentioning intentional do you know me i'm like i'm done no i'm not um mentioning intentional communities y'all if you're like wow i really resonate with these ladies um definitely if you're a creative entrepreneur definitely think about joining creative woman build you'll see us there with the community um of creative entrepreneurs uh building together stronger all of that but if you're looking for a group to collectively heal with and creative express we have the sultry sanctuary so that'll be a great um place for you if you want to continue to do this work together um, you can learn more at our website, sisters.com under community. Um, and this month, we are focusing all of our content on um, mental health awareness. Each month, we pick a theme. We have our community mixer coming up, so don't miss that. And then later on this month, we will be doing another Soulscape um, uh, what is it? Soulscape event workshop. Girls, ladies, uh, my head, my head is just, <laughs> I'm a little tired, but Yes, thank you so much, Amarachi, for being here. I just wanted to add that for y'all who are tuning in. Um, look forward to having you on again in the future and continuing to hang out. Now that we have this. I know. You know, like, this is our first time trying it. So it was a success. So definitely, Amarachi, you're always here kicking it with us in the chat. So it was just only right, only right to bring you back on. Not back on, but bring you on. And it just, mm -hmm. it's so, it's so weird. Cause I just feel, it feels so like we've been doing this. <laughs> I know. You know? But my podcast too. So I definitely will have you guys back on. I have like yes. ideas in my head. You guys will definitely be Yes. <laughs> Y'all, we have an episode already with Amarachi. We talk about radical soul care. So if you're like, mm -hmm. I don't want to dive deeper. We didn't talk about soul care at all. Well, go to Life by Amarachi. Cause yeah. she really digs deep. Uh, in that episode, she asked us some really good questions. So make sure you check her out. And I'll stop talking now.
I hope you enjoyed the audio of the live. Please check out Sotri Sisters. Their information is in the show notes. Go on their pages, support them, and show them some love. I'll check you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening and sharing space with me today. And remember to take care of yourself and your mental health because you all deserve it.